Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 958, air date May 26th, 2021. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I hope everyone's doing well. We'll start as people join in. We're um, live on um, a Facebook, uh, a YouTube, Twitch, as well as our own platform. So wait for people to join. And we're going to be discussing today um, a series that I'm going to do because out of the important discovery, what we revealed in court testimony, which is the playbook, as everyone remembers, let me bring this up. This is the playbook that we shared in federal court, which has become quite extraordinary, our discovery showing how the government actually uses, has an infrastructure for surveillance, for censorship and blacklisting, and how they use that infrastructure to direct and make the social media companies silence citizen speech who uh, criticize the government. So what I wanted to do was, I thought this is an awesome educational opportunity for all of you to start understanding the science of systems. Because what we're seeing in play here is how the elites use the the science of systems for the state to silently silence speech. And that's what this is actually about. So my goal here is to step back a little bit. And what you realize is once you understand the system science, which is what I, which is what our movement is for truth, freedom and health. And I'll talk about that. I want to play a quick video for you because what I want to do today is intersect what's going on with this lawsuit here with what our platform has been doing. It's just very interesting in some ways is divine providence that our lawsuit um, and what's occurred here to win back freedom at winbackfreedom.com is directly tying into the mission of our movement for truth, freedom, and health. So that's what I want to talk about today. So I want to take a little bit of a step back because, um, and I want I'm going to give you an overview. I'm not going to have an opportunity to go and discuss everything about system science. We have a whole course program for that. Um, and uh, anyone who wants to support this movement gets access to that. We have varying levels of commitment people want to do. So I'll talk a little bit about that. But then I'm going to jump back into this playbook and you're going to see a direct connection between how those in power are using the power of system science, which is the uh, framework that they have created, uh, which is actually the ideological framework for creating this infrastructure that they've created to silently suppress speech so they launder censorship to um, organizations like Twitter and big tech companies. And if you can understand this, you'll realize that on any issue, be it election integrity, be it medical freedom, be it whether you want clean food or clean, whatever the movement is, that if you're against the government narrative, that you will be silenced using this infrastructure. So it's really important for everyone to understand the nature of this infrastructure. So I'm going to step back and my goal is that I want to inspire all of you, A, to obviously support this lawsuit. I want everyone to give $1, just $1 to winbackfreedom.com and I'll come to that and I'll talk about that because uh, I rather have lots of you involved in this movement, millions of people giving $1 versus, you know, two or three head honchos coming in and helping us out. That's not what this is about. This is about building a broad movement as a part of this lawsuit, but more broadly as a part of the movement for truth, freedom, and health. So um, let me share with you a quick quick set of slides I put together to uh, hopefully help 
um, articulate this better. So by the way, this is a diagram that you're seeing here, which is a diagram that represents what's called an intelligent feedback system. In the course that I do every, um, every uh, week, I teach it Monday evening. We've had close to 10,000 people have gone through the course. But my view is that if you do not understand the science of systems, I was talking to some young people today, and, um, and I said, look, if you guys don't want to really do your homework and learn the science of systems, you're always going to be following the left or the right, and you're just going to be part of the left-right narrative, and you're, never, you're, you're not really serious about solving anything. And this is what I would tell anyone who, if, you know, I'm a, I have a degrees in mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, biological engineering, and design. Just because you know how to use Photoshop doesn't mean you're a designer. Just because, you know, you play around with gears, there is a science to everything. There is a science to building a bridge. There is a science in an engineering to building an airplane. Now, maybe you accidentally can figure it out and spend a lot of time. But if you understand those scientific principles, you can do things much better and you can actually solve problems. So similar to that, there is a science to politics. In fact, there's a science to every system in the universe, and that's called the science of systems. So I want to encourage all of you to, A, take advantage of that. If you go to, uh, in our slogan there is get educated or be enslaved. So if you go to um, truthfreedomhealth.com, you can learn more about that training program. But this diagram is important because if you understand this diagram, this is the engineering system science of every system in the universe. And the textbook that I created here, um, it's not to sell you a book. But to let you know that in systems health and in system and revolution, um, anyone, you don't have to go to MIT, can learn this in, um, either in a couple of hours through the course. But I talk about the foundations in systems and revolution about this science. So my intention is every example that's including our lawsuit, it's an opportunity for you to raise your political consciousness. So I, I encourage you guys all to um, explore truthfreedomandhealth.com and that platform. But you will begin to understand what this diagram is about. This diagram is the science of every system. So every system in the universe has a goal, if it's an intelligent system. In the case of the government, or the case of those in power, it's power, profit, and control. So that's their goal, as you can see on the left over here, right? And in order to achieve their goal, the th those in power are looking at what things are actually going on. They have a feedback loop here. So they're actually assessing what's actually going on right now. Hey, we want power, profit, and control. Are the masses getting more freedom and truth and health? If they are, we're going to start controlling that by sending in different inputs into this thing called the system here to get an output. But we may face disturbances, which means people fighting, filing lawsuits, okay? And so on. Uh, again, once again, I, uh, I don't have time to go into this. There's a deeper course, which I encourage you to take, but there is a science of systems. Now, Another way you can look at it is in a pencil way. You can look at it this way. Same thing. Um, you have a goal. You have the forces of transport, conversion, and storage, uh, which are forces everywhere in the universe. But more fundamentally, these, this diagram, as, as the earlier one, is the foundational science of every system. And what you're going to realize is that in these playbooks, these guys, at, these guys who put this, this together, which are... Uh, the defendants named in my lawsuit over at the epicenter of the swamp of the universe, Harvard's Belfer Institute or Kennedy School of Government, they have applied system science. So I'm going to uh, show you how they've done that. OK, and 
uh, and in order to understand that, let's just jump over to um, how I discovered all of this. You see, uh, on May 20th and 21st were my lawsuit hearings. And again, it, it is a David versus Goliath story. It's me against not one uh, set of lawyers, not two sets of lawyers, but three sets of lawyers in federal court. And in that, some of you may have seen it on Zoom. Uh, if you had the opportunity, it's quite fascinating. But here I have to defend myself against three sets of lawyers and the total number of lawyers was close to seven lawyers, three of the top lawyers from Twitter, three of the top lawyers from the government of Massachusetts and the lawyer from the National Association of State Election Directors. As many of you know, in quick summary, you can go look at the other videos. Um, the government, the government chose to silence my political speech because I was critiquing them and exposing that they violated federal law. So they had contacted Twitter, very different than Twitter doing it. Twitter didn't do this independently. The government made Twitter do this. And that's the basis of my lawsuit, uh, case number 11889. All right. So that lawsuit has gotten various victories. We've survived motions to dismiss. But on May 20th and 21st, which just took place, the judge, had, um, it was multiple motions, motion uh, for dismissal that was being looked at, a motion for joinder, RICO, forum selection, a number of things. So I had to present our case. But in the uh, latter part of the second day, on May 20th and May 21st, I basically had found on May 19th, and I shared, submitted evidence into the court under the judge's request and order, that I had found evidence that the, the government, the government, has created an infrastructure, a standard operating procedure, an SOP, as we say it in engineering, for suppression of every US citizen's speech who critiques them, okay? So, and you'll see, and how did I find this? Well, I found it because, you know, I'm a little persistent and I found a set of papers, these letter, a letter written by this woman, Katie Minshall, who's at Twitter, and she's writing to the, uh, uh, someone in government in Britain, and she's talking about what is called the Twitter Twitter Partner Support Portal. Remember, what came out in our hearings on October 30th was we had elicited from the defendants, the government, that they have a trusted partnership with Twitter, a trusted partnership with Twitter, which allows them to contact Twitter on a hotline, a VVIP hotline to suppress and silence speech. Never before had this talked about. Our lawsuit is the one that brought it up and exposed it. Okay. So when that occurred, um, uh, we realized that Twitter is not a private actor. They have a direct relationship with government. And as a result of that, one of our many victories we got, but that one was a judge ordered Twitter to stop silencing. Uh, judge, I'm sorry, the judge to be specific judge ordered the government to stop contacting Twitter to silence me, okay? Government, that's who we ordered. Well, that was in October when I was thrown off. In September, I'm sorry, in February 1st, 2021, I was thrown off again. Why? Because once again, I shared those four email screenshots exposing that the government of Massachusetts had violated federal law. I was critiquing um, the government, okay? By the way, this is, as many of you know, this is one of the most fundamental, fundamental aspects of the First Amendment that you and I can say anything against government. So, but the night before the hearing, I'm like, what is this Twitter trusted partnership? Sometimes I say Twitter 
twisted partnership. But and and how were they doing this? So I searched and I searched and I searched, and my persistence paid off because I found this letter. And in this letter, this woman, Katie Minshall, is writing to someone in the British government, and she's, or I think the Scottish government, and she's talking about this thing called the Partner Support Portal. She's remember this woman's at Twitter. Katie Minshall is at Twitter, and she's saying the Partner Support Portal is a dedicated reporting channel to enable Twitter's partner organizations around the world to expedite emerging issues directly to us. And then in this second page, she goes, dozens of UK partners. So they, so they had rolled out, they had rolled out this technology, this infrastructure in England, including some government departments and the parliamentary security department are now enrolled in the tool. Okay. Parliamentary Security Department of UK was enrolled in this tool where they could report on people. The PSP has proven particularly effective in highlighting quote-unquote hateful, quote-unquote abusive behaviors that undermine political discourse and harm the civility of this debate, including content directed at candidates and members of parliament. So what this means is when they rolled this out in England, this infrastructure was rolled out so government could contact Twitter to stop citizens from quote-unquote hateful, quote-unquote abusive behavior, quite a large latitude, right? And remember, the British government and the Brits, uh, the British government does not care about the First Amendment. It's not in their constitution, okay? Like we have in the United States. So they're, they're obviously fine with uh, suppressing speech. So that's what this document was. So when I found this, I said, wow, what is this? Now I found what is this PSP? And it's the first time I saw it and I searched and I searched more and more and more and using, you know, some of the advanced search methods in Google. And I was uh, surprised that led me to a series of four playbooks, which I shared with you yesterday, which again, which I presented in federal court, which has now been accepted as evidence. And those playbooks actually describe not only the PSP, but the fact that it is a tool of government in detail. And this infrastructure was developed at the Belfer School at Harvard, but the authors of this infrastructure, the architects, are the defendants in my case, the woman, Michelle Tassinari, who's a state election director who I was critiquing, government official. It involves Amy Cohen, who is the executive director of the National Association of State Election Directors, another state actor which involves all the 50 government officials in the United States, who also reported me when I shared the truth that the government of Massachusetts violated federal law, okay? So all of these state actors had contacted Twitter using this playbook, all right? And, and, and I've gone over the playbook and we'll go over it deeper, but I wanna give you the overall architecture that they use the science of systems, which I want all of you to take time to learn and educate, contribute to this movement. And I'll talk about that, but you can get access to learn the science of systems. It's a must that everyone do that if we're gonna fight with these guys. So when we go over here, what we realize is um, she goes on to say, at the beginning of the election campaign, we work with our counterparts at Facebook and Google, in addition to Twitter, to create one-stop advice, one-stop shop advice, which means one stop where here the government, Twitter can work with the other organizations to suppress speech. Then it says in conjunction with the web and social media team, in the Scottish Parliament, I ran a series of 
Twitter, quote unquote, she's saying safety training sessions with members of the Scottish Scottish Parliament with my counterpart in Facebook in July. So this woman, Katie Minshall, is sharing, you know, how she worked with the other social media people to install this ARC infrastructure, which is a infrastructure only for government officials. And this was in 2018, 19 in, in London. And if you follow this out, they also use this infrastructure then in the Indian elections, then in Taiwan, and then they brought it to the United States. All right. So this was sort of tested, you know, uh, battle hard elsewhere. Now, who's Katie Minsall? Well, I looked her up. This is public information. Well, she's an alumni at the Belfer Center for Science and International Affairs. Well, that's where all of these playbooks were developed with the defendants I just shared. Okay. So she went from Twitter to the Belfer School. Okay. Back and forth. That's how these guys work. Now, it gets even more interesting because when you unravel this, you also find this individual. Robert B. Zolek is also a senior fellow at the Belfer Center. Robert P. Zolek. Everyone should remember that name. Robert B. Sorry, B as in boy Zolek. He's also a senior fellow at the Belfer Center, which, by the way, has this very interesting Orwellian mission to defending digital democracy, quote unquote, defending as though someone authorized them to defend our democracy, okay? These are unelected people, All the, most of these people here, okay? So the state election director is unelected, but here what you see is this guy, Robert B. Zolek, is a senior fellow at the Belfer Center, all right? Well, Robert B. Zolek was a former head of the World Bank, okay? Worked with the Bush administration. But this is even more interesting. So what I interestingly found out was who is Zolek? Well, if you go to Wall Street Journal, you look up Twitter, right? Here's your stock as of today. Uh, it's gone up. Uh, censorship uh, is profitable. And what you see here is you look at the board of directors. Okay, you see various people. Obviously, Jack Dorsey's there. But then you see Robert P. Zolek. There he is, okay? He's an independent director, National Endowment for quote-unquote democracy. He's also on the board of Tamasek Holdings, which is one of the large investment companies which invests in China. But there he is, okay? So Robert Zolek, well, you can see from right here, all right, is a board member at Twitter, all right? He's a board member at Twitter. He's not some random guy. Um, and he's also a senior fellow um, at the Belfer Center, all right? And maybe still is, but at one point he was a senior fellow. So that's what you have. So you have Twitter and the Belfer Center closely involved. Now, what gets more interesting is that this doc, these documents, which I'm going to share, which I've shared before, um, was actually created. The authors of it were Twitter legal at the Belfer Center when they worked there, at, at worked with them or collaborated with them, and Amy Cohen, Cohen and Michelle Tassinari. Michelle Tassinari is a state election director in Massachusetts. Amy Cohen is from the National Associate State Election Directors. All right. When I sued them, when I brought them in, they acted like, oh, we don't know anybody. We're, you know, we're all just private citizens. Well, they all knew each other. So getting back to this core here. So I hope everyone's seeing this. These people are one close knit family. So what I discovered through my persistence and my search and getting ready on May 19th for the lawsuit, what is this Twitter trusted partnership? What I discovered was a gold mine of information. And that gold mine led me to these things called 
this document called the Election Cyber Incident Communications Coordination Guide. And remember to everyone, I'm suing the state election director and the state of Massachusetts. Well, when you look at this election guide, who, who wrote it? Well, let's look at who wrote it, okay? Who's one of the authors of this state, this uh, election incident communications coordination guide, okay? Well, let's see this. And I want everyone to see this uh, plain and simple. You'll see that one of the people who is an architect and a contributor to this is not some nobody. And here's a state election guide. You can see it right here. This is one of the guides is the person that is a woman that I criticized. Amy, uh, well, the, Michelle Tassinari right there. She is the elections division's office of the secretary of the Commonwealth of Mass. She's the one that I exposed was violating federal law. And here's Amy Cohen, her counterpart at the National Association of State Election Directors. Both of these worked together to throw me off Twitter. Yet they claimed, you know, they were, you know, maybe they knew each other, but they had collaborated in the creation of this guide. All right. So that's the first thing we need to be absolutely clear of. These people are not strangers to one another. They actually know each other. Make sure I shared that. Did everyone see that? I think everyone saw that. Good. Um, now, the second part of this is if we go back and we share the screen again, the window here, what do we see here? Okay. The second document I found is a state and lo local election cybersecurity playbook. All right. Well, who are the authors of this? So these two documents were done in 2018, leading to the documents I'm going to show you in 2020. So again, this was done. If you look at the Belfer Institute, quote unquote, defending democracy. Well, who is the authors of this document? Well, you'll find out. Let me go right here and share this. Let me share this. And we'll find out that the authors of this are none other than the um, same people. Okay. So let me bring this up. And it's important to understand these are people who were concealing to their court this kind of relationship that they had being architects. So this is, again, in 2018, again, at the Harvard Belfer School here. All right. And what do you see here is right here. Let me see if I can turn this up. So what you, what you see here is, again, the state election cybersecurity playbook. And voila, you see again, this woman, Miss Amy Cohen, show up here, executive director, and Michelle Tassinari. This is a person I, um, and both of these people are suing. Again, they claimed, you know, they didn't have any kind of relationship like this, but they're architects of these playbooks, and we'll get a little more deeper into them. All right. So, so you have, again, that's very important to remember. Both of these characters were being sued in court. They concealed this relationship that they had. The next thing is there is also another document here, okay? We get into the next document here. This document is called the Election Influence Operations Playbook. Election Influence Operations Playbook, part one, all right? And then we'll come back to this. There's also the Elections Influence uh, Operations Playbook, part two. And what we're gonna realize is that the, let me see if it's here, yeah. What we're gonna realize is that, I'll come back to this, what we're gonna realize is that the author of these two playbooks gets even more interesting is none other than is none other than Twitter legal and the national association of state election directors. So the national association of state election directors 
is worked on the two previous documents, but they also worked on the others, but with Twitter legal. And I just want to again share with you the evidence. Here's the evidence. So there's no, you know, we're not making this up. This is not some, uh, you know, quote unquote conspiracy. This is actually evidence that is now in federal court and has been submitted as evidence. So when I go here, you will see. So I'm going to show you the playbook number one. That's right here. So when you see this playbook, it's called the Election Influence Operations Playbook. And we're going to realize what is an influence operation in the context of system science, okay? Understanding election mis- and disinformation. And who is it for? It's for state and local officials. This is a guide built by and for state and local officials to suppress, quote-unquote, quote-unquote, mis- and disinformation. All right. And who are the authors here? Look at this. It is none other than the National Associate of State Election Directors, Amy Cohen, and Twitter Legal. Okay. Twitter Legal. Twitter Legal again came to court and acted as though this woman was just some private citizen who had reported me. They lied, absolutely lied. They're not, she's not just a private citizen, she's the head of this organization. She contacted Twitter to throw me off because I was exposing violation of federal law of her colleague, Amy uh, Michelle Casanari. All right. So that's, so you see, and by the way, everyone should understand, I'm, I wasn't just a private citizen. I was running for political office. My, and my campaign was stop election fraud. And here I'm exposing a government official, which is one of the most protected forms of speech in the U.S. government. And when I exposed her with courtroom proof evidence, she contacted Twitter and that's in the playbook and then called Amy Cohen, who also contacted Twitter using the force of 50 state governments, went into Twitter legal and they shut me down. And all of these people were involved in creating these playbooks, which they concealed to the court. And these playbooks are the architecture. They're the systems architecture. They're the systems architecture of silently of the state systems architecture of the state silently silencing speech, particularly political speech of every American citizen who starts critiquing the government. Think about it. This is why we need to win back freedom. This is why those of you listening, you must, if you understand the importance of this and you believe in the first amendment, I don't care if you're left or right, you support whatever you want to support. But the heart of the First Amendment is being violated. And that's why I want all of you to give just $1, just $1 at winbackfreedom.com. Winbackfreedom.com. Because this lawsuit so far is a David and Goliath lawsuit. I've been supporting it myself, fighting for it myself. And I need your support because we want to bring in some powerful constitutional lawyers, some other people to help me now. And the judges even advise that because he sees the important, the, the substantial consequences of this to every American. So I can't do that. We have to do depositions and discovery. Right now, I probably expended a million dollars of my own time and effort in doing this all my own, but we need to bring in others to help me. I'm still going to be the QB, but I need other people. So go to winbackfreedom.com to help. But anyway, so going back here, what do we see here? Okay. We see that Twitter legal and NASID are the architects of this, all right? Now, let me go back here, back to the uh, PowerPoint here. 
Um, I'm switching around a bunch of things here. And let me come back here. And we'll notice here in the PowerPoint as you have, this is the playbook, okay? This is a set of playbooks that are put together. This is this slide is wrong, hold on. Just delete this slide here. Should not be there, okay. Let me bring that up. Right, so this is a set of playbooks that, and what you find out is anyone who's in engineering science, this is not just some paper. It's actually the manual for suppressing speech, all these set of playbooks. And all, again, by the way, this has all been submitted to court. So what we see here, going back to that diagram, what do you see here? Steps to counter influence operation. So what is a influence operate operation or what's an influence operator? Well, in, in the state's mind, it's a way of calling someone a commie or branding them as a enemy of the state. It's someone who has influence and who can, uh, and that influence is different than the state's narrative. Okay. So an influence operator, someone like me who says, wait a minute, you know, we should really, when it comes to the immune system, we should really talk about boosting the immune system beyond pro and anti-vax, right? When it comes to election integrity, the real issue is the voting machines, right? So they don't want someone like you or me, as we're building our social media following, to have influence and operate that influence. So they have branded us as IOs, IOs, which means someone who's a influence operator, okay? An influence operator. Okie dokie. That's what they've done. So they have come up with an ideological framework, which is founded in system science. And why do I say that? Well, when you look at this diagram, look what it has. It has a diagram. First, you set your goal, which is anticipate and prepare what you want, which is make sure these people, quote unquote, don't spread, quote unquote, misinformation, disinformation. Then you identify and assess them, sense who they are. Then you respond by sending an input back into the system. And then you learn and improve. Well, you know what? That's what an intelligent feedback system is. They have a goal, which is to take out people who go against their narrative. They have their sensory system and they're the controllers who will input stuff, in this case, contact Twitter to get their ultimate output. And they'll see if this is constantly taking place, which means, let me, let me explain this again. This is why everyone should take the, the understanding of system science. So you have a goal, the government's goal in this case is make sure no one else is perturbing their narrative. That's their goal. So they watch what's going on. They sense. They have the tools to sense, right? Keywords, what you're saying, how much you're tweeting, are people following you? And if they sense that you are a threat, then they're going to control the conversation by con the input that they're going to put into the system, the social media system, is to contacting Twitter through their PSP portal and telling Twitter to take out that person. But it doesn't just end there. It's a feedback system. It continues. They continually monitor you. This is classic systems theory. It's classic system science. And this is why I want all of you to learn the science of systems. And I, I'm teaching that. You can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and become part of the platform at vashiva.com. I'll play that video at the end. But all of you must learn the science. This is The enemy knows the science. So when you look right here, this is their process. So this is what they're doing. This is system science in action. And what they're doing is, first of all, they identify what an influence operator is. And if you look here, one of the goals of identifying what an influence operator is, is someone, 
It's a little bit hard to see this. Let me see. Let me zoom in on this art. I'm going to zoom in on this so everyone sees this. One second. I'm going to make it a little bit bigger. I'm going to copy this slide. I'm going to make it bigger so everyone sees this. But they actually have in their manual who is an influence operator, okay? And you're going to see one of the ways that they characterize an influence operator. Let me bring this back up. And this is right out of the manual, okay? They literally followed the manual when they, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, took me out. So what, what do you see here? You see what it says? Anyone who critiques people who run elections or uh, the people who run elections are corrupt. So what that's saying is if you, in my case, I as a Senate candidate said, hey, Michelle Tassinari, the state election director, she's an election official, is corrupt. She violated federal law. Well, that I go on their radar. Let me just repeat that again. That is one of the most foundational elements of the First Amendment, that I can report and I can challenge a government official. That's why the United States exists. It's, it's the core of the core of the core of the United States. So this manual, again, all of these manuals developed by these defendants at Harvard, Belfer, they're the architects of it, clearly says right here that one of the ways that you identify an influence operators, are they saying people who run elections are corrupt? Damn right, that's what I was saying. It's exactly what I was saying. And that's what my four screenshots expose, courtroom proof evidence that this woman is corrupt. And when I put that up, bam, I was thrown. And that's, a, that's where our court case started. Okay? But where it was evolved to as we peeled away the onions is we have found out that the government practices system science. They have a methodology to sense you out. And that's one of the first aspects of systems theory. Then they also have these details of who and what are they doing. So again, anyone who quote unquote, I wasn't spreading disinformation, I was telling the truth, uh, uh, often focus on people that enable election often, uh, it says incidents often focus on people that enable elections to run, okay? Which means I focus on, that I was focusing on an election official. And over here it says, misinformation, disinformation may spread quote unquote false allegations of disrupted election hardware, software, and infrastructure. And you have to understand what was I saying in my tweets? I was saying that they had destroyed ballot images. So again, that was their quote unquote misinformation, but they had destroyed ballot images. It's in black and white. She told me that. All right. So here you have the state election official who contacted Twitter, but it's coming. She's following the manual. She's following the operating guide which is founded on system science. So they identified me. And then, so that's this identification process that I'm sharing right here, all right? Then the next step of this, um, let me just stop this slideshow, is that in each of the, in each of the, in each aspect of this manual, what they do is that they go in gross detail to explain how you identify the influence operator. That's in part one. And in part two, how you, what keywords that they're saying, how to report them to Twitter, how to use their portal. And in fact, it says in black and white that this is a VVIP portal. When you use this, we act quickly. Okay. So this document, this playbook is not just some paper. It is the infrastructure for surveillance, blacklisting, and censorship of U.S. citizens. And just to make this a little more clear, I wanted to bring up 
part two of this guideline and just quickly walk you through this. But bottom line, what I want to do in today's conversation here or talk here is to let you know that what they're doing is ideologically, they're using the framework of system science. And we must learn system science because they know how to watch, sense, input. And that's what this framework is. And it's a classic example. So I find myself in a profoundly interesting position because this is what we teach. This is what my life has been about studying system science. And here we're seeing how they're malevolently, you know, in an evil way, using system science to silence the speech, political speech. So when we go to this document here, we'll see that here is a playbook now. We're looking at the second playbook, okay? This is the playbook part two, and this is the really more juicy one because step-by-step, step, it goes through it and it says the four stages of countering election influence operations, and there you go. There is a system science diagram, how you assess people, you identify them, you input into the system, and you continually monitor them. It doesn't end. So I was thrown off on September 24th, and then I was thrown off again on February 1st. Every time, every time I shared the facts of the lawsuit, this woman Tassinari, and the screenshots showing that they violated federal election law, uh, federal law. So they had me in their loop and still have me in their loop. So the the injury is ongoing. It just didn't end on September 4th. In fact, that's when it started. And that's what all of you need to understand, that government, that in this case, this wheel is owned by this RICO enterprise. Government starts here. They start the wheel spinning. They watch it. They support NASED, goes through this. So here in this area, they, they describe how you organize your organization, what people's roles are the communication coordination that you should do, step-by-step -step guide. And then it goes into detail that telling you that you should get your official Twitter account to the government because it'll give you higher level access. And that's just the beginning. Then it goes into gross detail here. As you look into it, how do you identify and assess somebody, right? Develop indicators and warning signs, keywords. Now, up until I showed this evidence in court, the defendants were saying, we don't know anything about keywords. We were not even involved. That was all Twitter. No, this is the, again, what does it say here? It says right here, the influence operations playbook for state and local officials, state and local officials. Okay. So they had tagged me with keywords. Whenever I put up those screenshots, whenever I put up the word lawsuit, election fraud, they had all those tagged. This wasn't done by Twitter. This was done by the government. Again, they are the intelligent, quote unquote, intelligent system in this process. All right. So then you see and, and then you see the keywords. They they're, they're training people how you go onto Twitter and you look to develop your keywords. And then they say how you should monitor people in real time. OK, then they tell, tell them to, they have a toolkit how you determine who, what, when, where, and how to identify your influence operator. And they say, assess the severity. So when they assess me, do I have an established voice? Yes. Do I have credibility? Yes. Do I have volume? As many of you know, if you go onto my Facebook and YouTube, I get lots of engagement. All right. So that's, and this would have categorized me. Again, they have a threat level analysis as a high level threat, medium and low. Now with high level threats, this is the response. 
They tell people in the playbook to respond two ways. First, they tell the secretary state official to respond directly using their portal access to Twitter, but they also say report to others in your state and authorities. This is to that other organization, NASID. So you give yourself more voices. So you amplify your voice. That's what they also did. Again, following the pay playbook to the letter. And then they say social media platforms, how they should uh, report to Twitter. And they say right here, if you've been enroll enrolled, again, this comes back to the PSP, the Partner Support Portal. And this is that special portal for government. You and I can't get to, to it. It's only for state election officials, all right? This is what's important to remember. It's a special vehicle for the government. And then since I was tracked as a high severity threat, they do 12 different steps. But the key is right here, continue media and digital monitoring and feedback loop. You see, this is system science, feedback loop. Now they don't do that to a low level security threat, but to a high level security threat, they put them into the loop, they practice system science. And then the document goes, I mean, there's many sections of this, but there's a toolkit for them. And among that toolkit is how you use Twitter through their partner, partner support portal. Chief election officials have access to this special reporting tool, special reporting tool, trusted Twitter partnership. PSP expedites a review. All right. Expedites a review. Again, says it expedites it. Remember, everyone, I wasn't thrown off after some review by Twitter. I was thrown off in 17 minutes on February 1st when I shared again in a lecture, like I'm doing now, exposing the fact that the government had taken me off because of those four screenshots. So the key takeaway here is for you to recognize there is a system science. There is a science of systems. And I want you to learn that science of systems. Before I go to that and I end with a video on that, I want to emphasize to everyone that we have a historic lawsuit. I've been doing it on my own. It is truly a David versus Goliath story. And I want everyone here to recognize that you have a historic opportunity to be part of making history. The judge in the 20th and 21st hearing, he says, more than likely, this case, this lawsuit will be taught in every, it'll be an exam in every constitutional law class. He said, more than likely. All right. It's a huge compliment because what it means is we have, and he also said this as substantial constitutional significance. This is a federal court judge, a scholar, a legal scholar saying this. So all those other lawsuits done by whoever, they've all failed. Ours is in federal court. It is alive. It has sustained multiple victories, survived motions to dismiss, and not one mainstream media has reported on it. We don't care about them, but you can report on it. You can be part of it. I need you to be citizen journalists. I need all of you to go to winbackfreedom.com. Just give $1, just give $1. And when you go to winbackfreedom.com, what you'll see is we've created a very nice allegory here. The, 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 the graphic that I created for this is not just some simple graphic. It's showing on the left side, the force of all of people's movements all over the world from the women's rights movements, from revolutionary movements, right? Uh, all coming together, the civil rights movement, the singular point in history, which is the Dr. Shiva lawsuit, which is taking on, you know, remember I'm taking on 
three groups of lawyers. And what do you see here? You see right here, the, the David here is royalty. It's, it's uh, the forces of government. Harvard, Belfer, Stanford, Tufts, these are the authors, architects, the Nassen, Nassen, state election directors who launder censorship. You see, Twitter is just used as a foot to suppress it. The media has put all the, pre the emphasis on them, but this is your government. This is government. And as this site says, winbackfreedom.com, it redirects to here. It says contribute to win back freedom. This, this is the first lawsuit to expose how the government censors U.S. citizen speech on Twitter. For years, we were told Twitter acts on its own as a private company and you cannot question their decisions. Following the deplatforming of Dr. Shiva, testimony and hearings in federal court elicited how government and Twitter have created an infrastructure for government to launder censorship of speech through Twitter. This website provides all documents as they emerge in this historic lawsuit. The presiding federal judge declared this case is one of substantial constitutional consequences and a, and a lawsuit that will likely become a law school exam in constitutional law. Dr. Shiva is representing himself against big law and big tech. It's truly a David and Goliath story. We the people versus the elite who never liked the First Amendment. Kindly contribute whatever you can, even $1. So please go do that because this is an opportunity for all of you to be part of history. I'd rather have like 5 million people giving $1 because we're going to need a war chest to take these guys on. I brought it through over the last six months this far, but we need a war chest and we can win this because the merits of the case are that strong. In fact, the judge has suggested uh, a constitutional lawyer that be appointed. So that's where we're at. Many victories, mainstream media is never going to cover this because this is also going to implicate the Foxes and the CNNs that they also work with government. All right. So know that this is the real fight and that all of us, it's us versus quote unquote royalty who never, you know, uh, before 1776 people did not, uh, you know, those people who fought us and still fight us did not want the first amendment, but particularly they want to silence political speech. So that's what I want all of you to do. Go to winbackfreedom.com. The other thing I want you to do is when you go to winbackfreedom.com, just a very important point I want to make is that I hate taking something for nothing. So when you go to this website, one of the things you'll see is when you hit contribute, okay, that I want all of you to give $1. But if you give more than $1, right, if you give 25 or 100, guess what? I want to give you tools so you can become a warrior for truth, freedom, and health. I give you there's about, I think there's about 15 different gifts. All the icons don't have it. So you can join the course. You can get access to the VA Shiva platform and activism, or you can just get access to the book, et cetera. So when you give to this lawsuit, I want to encourage you to also advance your education. This is an opportunity for all of us to raise our consciousness beyond left and right, to, for you to learn system science. That's what I need you to do. And I need you to take this seriously. For far too long, we've had the left narrative and the right narrative. It's beyond Trump. It's beyond Bernie. It's beyond all of that. This is our opportunity to win back freedom. We've lost it. We've lost freedom. These documents show that we have state-sponsored state suppression, an operating system. So we need to destroy that. And this lawsuit is a vehicle to destroy that. It is a historic lawsuit. It's already going to be. It's already made history.
and it's an opportunity for all of us to make history together. So I request all of you to kindly consider supporting winbackfreedom.com. Just give $1. It's part of a movement and tell all your neighbors and all your friends to go to winbackfreedom and give $1. They want to give more, great, but I'd rather, again, build this broad, massive movement because we have the lawsuit of the century over the millennia. So anyway, in closing, what I want to do is I want to play for you the video I normally uh, play, which will give you an understanding of what our movement is for, for truth, freedom, and health, and why it's important. And I encourage all of you to also uh, recognize that that movement also gives you an opportunity to learn and get educated, etc. So let me play this. Thank you. Allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. Okay. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders we don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. 
And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, everyone. So let's go win. We have an opportunity to win back freedom, but we must recognize where we're actually at. We've lost our freedom, but this case gives us a historic opportunity to win it back because we've gone through all the layers of the onion and we're going at the real issue. This is not big tech. It is the government that is the source. That is the alpha and the omega of this. They're the ones who created this infrastructure and we caught them red-handed in Massachusetts, in my political campaign for U.S. Senate when we critique them, and we expose that they had violated federal law. They contacted Twitter using their trusted Twitter partnership, the PSP portal. But more importantly, we uncovered the, the depth of their nefarious activities, which is they have created an infrastructure for surveillance, for censorship, and blacklisting of all of us who will critique them. This is why many of these issues don't move forward. This is why the issue on medical freedom doesn't move forward because they have a direct channel. Any issue that goes against the government narrative can be shut down like that. And for private citizens, but what's egre so egregious is this was shut down. I was shut down as a US Senate federal candidate whose campaign was about election integrity. But my definition of election integrity is different than theirs. So they have to cut off that viewpoint and therefore they have to restrain my speech, restrain political speech. It's like the most egregious violation of free speech. We have to win back our freedom. Um, I will be at the Red Pill Expo. So I hope all of you, uh, I'll be giving the keynote talk there. It's called David versus Goliath, Dr. Shiva versus government and Twitter. It's going to, we're, we live in historic times and um, it, it may seem 
that darkness is always there, but there's always the light. And the light comes from us. It's not going to come from these politicians. It's not going to come from the left or the right, you know, uh, talking heads. It's going to come from you. And this lawsuit gives all of you a opportunity to participate in a very simple way. Give $1, just $1. And if you want to give more, great, but begin by just giving $1 and become citizens journalists. Take the content of this video, what I've shared, write about it, learn how to write, learn how to communicate, talk to your neighbors. We need to reconnect with people. Become a truth, freedom and health warrior because we teach you the science of systems. You get access to an amazing community of really conscious, politically conscious people who are learning this as students as almost in a very scientific way. And we, I have my own data center. We have our own servers that's come through your contributions. That infrastructure is being used to educate people and connect with people. We have our own version of Facebook, our own forum. And then we give you activism things to do. So when, if you want to learn more about that, I suggest you go to you know, truthfreedomhealth.com, truthfreedomhealth.com. And when you go to truthfreedomhealth.com, we have all these incredible tools that all of you can get access to based on, you know, how much ever you want to, uh, whatever your commitment level is. If you go to um, vashiva.com slash join or truthfreedomhealth.com, you can also, you get access to all these um, gifts. So those of you contribute a hundred or more, um, get access to these gifts where you get the science, you get access to all my lectures. You can in fact get certified as a truth, freedom and health warrior. You get books, you get more than one book, you get multiple books, you get access to a tool that'll help you apply systems to your own body. Um, you get the science of systems to understand how food is a system. You get access to the social media portals and tools. And then you get access to this amazing set of activism capabilities that you can use. So this is more than just a one hit thing. This is a lawsuit is a tip of the tip of the spear. Our movement is, the, is really the trident that's leading this for truth, freedom, and health. So anyway, do this for you. Do this for the founders of this country. Do this for those people who fought for this singular thing for the First Amendment, which no other country has, that allows you to actually explore what it means to be a human being beyond a slave. That's what this is about. This goes to the heart of what it means to be a human being. So thank you, everyone. I hope this is valuable. So I'll keep doing a series on this, on the architecture. Well, and you can see this state apparatus that's been created for suppression of speech, you can see how it affects many different areas of our civil life right now, how, on many, many different issues. But this lawsuit is a lawsuit. It's the first case to show that government makes Twitter suppress speech. It launders censorship to Twitter. That's what's powerful about this lawsuit. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. Be well.